It's on air podcast number 25 for the 2nd of July 2007. You're listening to the On Air Podcast on the web at www.onairpodcast.co.uk Providing material for use by hospital radio stations across the UK And a very good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you wherever you and uh, whenever you're listening to the podcast It is the On Air Podcast, the podcast designed for hospital radio stations across the UK Thank you very much for downloading the show and I do hope you enjoy it Details of how you can get in contact with me and the podcast coming towards the end of the show. And it is going to be a reasonably long podcast today uh, with an interview with Roland Myers from Soundings at soundings.org. That's to come. We do the usual Wade's World, the HBA News and Hospital Radio News and feedback and a bit of music to finish off the show for On Air Podcast number 25. You're listening to the On Air Podcast on the web at www.onairpodcast.co.uk. So, Wade's World then, what's been going on in Wade's World? Well, I've been all over the place since the last podcast. Um, most recently, I've uh, been, um, been up to Hessel near Hull in uh, East Yorkshire to go and visit P-Square Towers. Got the chance to have a look at their new... Uh, offices uh, down by the Humber, and uh, very nice they are too. Also got the chance, got the first uh, viewing, first public viewing of Myriad 3.5, which uh, it's looking good so far. So uh, guys, I can't say too much about it, but it's looking good so far, and uh, just a few nice tweaks. Um, so uh, that was very interesting. Thanks very much to David Bolton and the gang down there for uh, potting me up. Um, and then from there, I went across to Manchester to go and see my friend Michelle, who uh, used to read the news for me at Hospital Radio Chelmsford. And uh, so I got the train along there. And then I've also been up and down to Bromsgrove in the last couple of weeks for work, um, going to see a supplier there who's uh, building a radio studio in a suitcase for the World Service. So uh, that's been very interesting. And last week, uh, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, went to Sweden to Stockholm for a uh, user group convention for a uh, bit of playout software that we use at the World Service called Radio Man. And uh, so that was uh, very nice. Three days there and a lovely little boat ride as well. Um, and uh, coming up in Wade's World is, uh, well, it might be a trip off to Delhi within the next couple of weeks before the end of July anyway, uh, before I go away on my own holidays to Cornwall once again. You may be surprised to hear that I'm off to Cornwall again. Um, those that know me know that I'm a, a huge Cornwall fan and uh, try and get down there as many times as I possibly can. So there is a lot of stuff going on in uh, Wade's World at the moment, but uh, glad to be in the UK for the rest of this week at least. <laughs> Things might change. It is only Monday, uh, the 2nd of July, that I'm recording this show. Uh, HBA News, nothing really. Um, Not really got any news. Um, Been um, checking out the HBA website quite a lot recently, and uh, that seems to be growing and uh, getting more and more articles and bits and pieces on. So well worth checking out, well worth registering. If you haven't registered yet and you are a member station of the Hospital Broadcasting Association, the address is www.hbauk.com. Dot co dot uk. You're listening to the On Air Podcast on the web at www.onairpodcast.co.uk. 
onto hospital radio news then and uh, Roch Valley Radio which has described in the last couple of on-air magazines been formed by the amalgamation of Birch Radio and the Berry Lions Service to provide a hospital radio for Fairfield General in Berry, the Rochdale Infirmary and Spring Hill Hospice in Rochdale. They've uh, now commenced broadcasting to the Fairfield site while the Trust installs some IT links to Rochdale Infirmary from where a radio link will take the signal to the hospice. Uh, new PCs have also upgraded to uh, Myriad and AutoTrack on schedule for the end of July. So hope they're hoping to get a full service up and running for the start of the football season. ETV, they've donated their archive programme library to the county's record office in Chelmsford. The Brentwood-based group of volunteers who for over 20 years have provided programmes for six South Essex hospitals including three in the Brentwood area, already donate copies of Essex in Vision, its bi-monthly video magazine. And uh, Fred Curtis, the group chairman, said it seemed like the natural thing to do. So uh, well done to you. Uh, I do know that Hospital Radio Chelmsford are planning to uh, archive some of their material and then uh, give the tapes to the county records office too. So we go from Brentwood to Wales and Air Hospital Radio got a special visit from Welsh Hospital Radio presenters as part of a national tour. Now I'm going to get this wrong and um, Chris Berizet, if you're listening, you're going to be laughing at me. Staff from Radio Yotzbitei Glencluid recently visited the Air team. Yeah, I can hear you laughing during their UK tour of hospital radio stations. Travelling in a revamped ambulance, the team of Welsh Hospital Radio Station popped into Air to meet their fellow presenters and producers. Their only stop was in Scotland and the team was able to join in the daily broadcast from the station. The radio manager Mike Manley commented that it was great to meet our colleagues from Welsh Radio Station. We'd like to thank them for coming to visit us and we hope we can repay the visit by visiting them in wales and hospital radio hastings they've taken another step into the 21st century by joining the world's largest social network myspace of course and um, you can uh, check out their webpage at myspace.com forward slash hospital radio hastings so uh, well worth checking out. He's also mentions that it's great to see many other hospital radio stations on MySpace. <clears throat> and finally, a bit of sad news. Hospital Radio Burnley's mascot was assaulted twice on a recent fundraising collection, uh, which is just disgusting and uh, terribly bad news. So uh, I hope, if anyone's listening from Hospital Radio Burnley, hope that uh, whoever was in the mascot... Is, uh, is doing okay and uh, won't hurt too badly. You're listening to the On Air Podcast on the web at www.onairpodcast.co.uk. It's interview time now with Roland Myers. Caught up with him on the phone uh, last week. And Roland, uh, I first met, who did the conference talk on hospital radio syndication. And uh, he caught me on the Sunday at the conference in Northampton. And uh, I said to him, we must chat and uh, we finally got round to it. And uh, so here is my interview that I did with Roland Myers. My uh, first question was uh, asking him what the charity was all about. We're a national charity, um, and basically everything we do has in some way, shape or form grown out of the BBC, funnily enough, because okay. the, the chap who started the whole thing, Soundings, as a monthly audio magazine, quite a small venture, but with the aim of reaching blind and partially sighted people, every month with a kind of radio program on cassette tape 
Uh, that dates back to May 1989. And that chap is John Henty, who is uh, a former BBC Radio 2 and local radio presenter and himself uh, is an ex-hospital radio man. So there's a, there's a lovely sort of tie-up there. The service, which in those days was backed by BT, was there to kind of keep people informed about what's around and available to them in a very kind of informal and friendly sort of way because John's a kind of formal and friendly kind of guy. And uh, I hopped aboard a, a few years later and it sort of grew and grew from there. And ever since then, we've been putting out information mainly uh, as far as individual blind and public, uh, partially sighted members of the public are concerned, monthly information that helps them in a magazine format, as I say. But we've also, in the last kind of ooh, 12 years, been supporting hospital radio and local talking newspapers, and they are groups, 500 plus of them, up and down the country, reach, reaching about 200,000 people every week, uh, by providing individual snippets of, of uh, information and small audio features and some not quite so small audio features for them to use in their own programs and on their own audio magazines. So we kind of do, it's a, it's a dual service, if you see what I mean. We support the public directly who live with a visual impairment, and we also support guys like you and talking newspapers who in turn spread this public service information. So what would you say is the main element of, of the sounding sort of package? What, what, what would you say is your, you know, your, your head product kind of thing? Information is important to us, but more recently, because it's opportune to mention at this point that the monthly magazine, which is that bit of the product, if you like, that goes straight to blind and partially sighted members of the public, is actually presented and produced by... Paul Hopkins, who is himself blind. Uh, he's, he's a whiz when it comes to audio and computers, so he actually compiles the magazine in Birmingham uh, from information that he gets himself, but also a lot that we put together here in, in Brighton. And uh, our computers just talk to, seem to be chattering to each other uh, most of the day and night, actually, exchanging information. So um, the product, core product, if you like, is information. But because Paul is himself blind, and because the magazine runs an on online forum for other blind and partially sighted people, more and more we're actually becoming a voice, if you like, for people to express their opinions and their concerns and share life experiences. So we've kind of got two things going there as far as the magazine is concerned, um, information and opinion. And when it comes to the information, that can be absolutely anything, because the big mistake that you know, when I first came into this field as a sighted person myself, there is this, it's understandable, but it is a mistake to think that blind and partially sighted people um, are somehow apart from society. But we're talking about two million people in this country, according to the Royal National Institute of Blind People, um, have some sort of visual impairment, two million, and, and there could well be more. So it's, a lot of people are affected by blindness or partial sight. So the last thing we want to do is to make our information rather narrow and just talk about being blind or partially sighted. So what we talk about are the things that you, Matthew, and I, and most people who have, you know, who are blessed with sight, um, do on, in their daily lives. We just simply look at it from a perspective of, of someone who has some form of sight loss. So we'll talk about just about anything uh, within limits. <laughs> okay. And you, you said it started eight, in 1989 and you were sending things out on cassette. Mm. So that's obviously changed 
a great deal as the technology has moved on now. Yes, uh, I mean, most notably, not so much the magazine, um, because that is still very popular on cassette, um, not least with more elderly people who uh, are are more comfortable with the cassette, but it has also been produced on CD. Unfortunately, our funding doesn't allow us to... Uh, run that service at the moment but we are we are desperately fundraising to make sure that we can actually swing across to audio cd as a, as a main uh, form of uh, getting this uh, monthly magazine out but the good old internet i mean that that really has revolutionized things not just for the magazine because our magazine is available for people to download and uh, we look we're looking at about 1500 people will download the magazine every month. But more importantly, in a way, is the way that we can feed you, the hospital radio stations, and local talking newspaper groups with these individual items. We can put a selection of items on the website, which we do. We can keep updating it. And that allows you guys to grab it and put it in your programs quite easily. The ability to kind of get the message out quickly has changed us from just being an information service to being to some extent, and I don't want to get above ourselves here, but to some extent a news and information service. So then it becomes news, information and opinion. And therefore we feel we are kind of going back to our BBC roots and we are, we like to feel that we are a a broad or fairly broad caster um, for not just blind and partially sighted people, but their relatives and friends as well. Because if we're saying that two million people have a visual impairment, that is, they are either blind or partially sighted, they have some sort of deterioration in sight which cannot be corrected with wearing glasses, then uh, that means that they have friends and relatives as well, and those people are affected. So the number of people affected by visual impairment is way beyond the two million mark. In fact, they, in quotes, reckon that we all know someone who is blind or partially sighted or will soon come across someone who is. You mentioned the audio magazine. I know um, us in, in Chelmsford, we take the audio magazine, the whole one, you know, and, and put it into our playout system. It plays for the hour. Oh, right, yes. Um, yes. With, which is what Paul does. Yeah. Can, can stations just uh, kind of take snippets out or are there, you know, if they're after something a bit smaller? Bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, what, what we say is a couple of things. One thing we're looking at at the moment, by the way, is look at bringing the duration down. It, you're right in saying it is an hour. Um, but we are aware that a lot of hospital radio stations want, want to run it as a programme, but, of course, they also run IRN at the top of the hour. Yeah. So we're looking at actually limiting the duration to 56 minutes, um, say looking at and make it sound so it's some great technological feat we've got to overcome. But, um, it, you know, we are serving two audiences, and, and that's four minutes of information that we can't give out. But we think it's probably, you know, the, the best way to go because we don't want there to be several versions of the magazine, one for hospital radio, one for the public, one for talking newspapers. Um, so um, if anyone has got in touch with us about that, we, we are aware of it and we're, we're just kind of, squeezing things a bit and looking at the format. That should happen hopefully in the next month or so. Um, Yeah, as far as taking bits out, we actually ask, and I must emphasize the last thing we want to do is to put barriers in the way of hospital radio stations using the material. We don't want people to have to kind of, you know, follow a set of rules. Um, But we do actually ask people not to take stuff out of the magazine. We're kind of keen that, especially because it is produced as a kind of complete 50-something minute radio program if you like yeah. uh, that, that it stays in that form but the website is the source of not only all the component bits of information that have 
a longer shelf life than the magazine because a lot of what's in the magazine only lasts for the month anyway and only works within the context of it being a, 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 a continuous program. Um, the individual items may well last longer. So we provide all of those individual items and others as well that that you don't hear in the magazine and they can be individually downloaded. They can also be streamed, if you see what I mean. So you can have a listen yep. on site or download them. There are a couple of lines of information to tell you roughly what they're about. So they can be very loosely cued, but they don't. you don't have to do any research to be able to cue them in. You just, just basically read these two lines and that'll, you know, you just cue them straight in. Um, we give you the duration and we also give you the, the best by date or the must be broadcast by date because there could be stuff in the body of that interview or feature that will sound silly if it, you know, if it's out of date. Um, and and it, that, that won't necessarily be date related. It could, be, it could be something to do with the cost of a product, which we hear from the manufacturers. We can only guarantee up until the end of whatever it is, you know, end of April, end of August, in which case we have to put that final embargo on you know so you cannot run it after the end of august but uh, there are apart from that no rules no regs you just we just say could you please not edit what we what we provide it is supposed to either be at the magazine or the individual items could you please keep them intact as as, as they arrive oh and something else i meant to mention as well which uh, is a, it's a new service that we've provided on the website which is called very cornerly uh, the soundings echo okay. um because that is the bit of the site which reflects not what we do but what other people have produced and we're using it as a resource for hospital radio and talking newspapers to share what they produce amongst each other and that doesn't have to be so tied down to visual impairment so we've got some more general features up there as well i mean at the moment it, it's only just started and uh, uh, it's mainly visual impairment stuff but uh, we really do hope that hospital radio stations will, will get behind this and send us their general information um, because, and the reason for that is, coming back to what I was talking about earlier, that it isn't ghettoized, that blindness isn't kind of made into something separate. And I'm sure that as you as, you know, a program producer and hospital radio program producers up and down the country will probably integrate something that's got something to do with visual impairment with the re a normal program that's got nothing to do with mm. visual impairment. Uh, when, I, when I say normal, I mean the sort of program that normally goes out, because clearly I'm not talking about having sight as normal, because not having sight is not abnormal. Yeah. But uh, the kind of run-of-the-mill programs. You might be able to actually get yourself an entire program. If you go up onto the Soundings Echo, you just download everything that's there, and that, that might, with a, with a few discs, fill an hour. Some of it will be to do with visual impairment, some won't. But if people do want a disability-focused program, and one or two stations I know do, because they've been in touch to say that, then clearly they just pick the items that are to do with visual impairment or go to our main source of soundings material, all of which is just to do with visual impairment. I you, hope that makes sense. It, it does, yeah. <laughs> so you better give us the website address, because I'm sure by now people have been listening along going, that sounds excellent, where is it? Oh, well, they might think that sounds really confusing. I better go and have a look at the website. Yes, good idea. It's it's very simple. It, the website is just simply soundings.org, and you don't even need the www before it, but you can put it there. www.soundings with an s at the end .org. It's all up there, and it's quite a simple site. It's uh, hasten to add. Um, it's a, a visual impairment friendly site. We hope it is because, again, one of the assumptions is if you can't see very well, computers are out of bounds. Well, let me tell you, it's uh, 
completely the opposite. It's the computer that's beginning to level the playing field for some blind and partially sighted people. Some don't want to know about computers, understandably. But for those that do, and because there's technology built into computers such as uh, screen readers, even uh, automatic braille strips, that you put your fingers over a braille strip and little motors push the braille dots up depending on what's written on the screen. Um, it is. It's, in, it's incredible technology. And therefore the computer becomes in fact an information resource for blind and partially sighted people who've got the money and the inclination and everything else so uh, clearly not everybody does but uh, for those that do it's opening up an awful lot of possibilities for the audio magazine is there a way to get hold of a little trailer yes uh, there is i in fact you've just reminded me that i should have mentioned this because although if you go onto the website, there is that, that our website, everything we've spoken about, is available to you as a hospital radio station, but also the public, whether visually impaired or sighted, anyone can go up on the website and, and use it themselves. Sure. But there is one bit of the site which we call, which is soundings.org forward slash support, which is for everyone who supports blind and partially sighted people, the, the, the behind the scenes boys and girls. That means hospital radio, talking newspapers and other visual impairment related charities. So if you go to that forward slash support page, which can be accessed from other bits of the site, but we don't kind of shout about it. It's not in the main menu, but you you can find it Um, on that page. Amongst other things, there is a downloadable trail, uh, which you've reminded me is a bit out of date, but um, (laughs) it it, it it does do the job. Um, And you can also get the trail uh, text as well, if you want to just read it out rather than um, play yeah, it. Or stick it on the programme schedule on, on the hospital radio station's own website, for yeah. example, yeah? Yeah, you yeah, could, abso- uh, absolutely. We, we've uh, we've also put there, there's a little item, there's a sort of section called Promoting Soundings, um, and we are obviously very grateful for any promotion we can get. Um, and, and there's a generic audio trail, but as I say, the trail script. There are also printouts. Uh, you can print some couple of PDF files one of which is a, just an A4 poster that you can print out and stick on the wall, and some eye hospitals do that, that sort of thing. And then there's a link that we give for websites, and it's a little wording that we say, can you please use it, and it, you just basically copy it and, and paste it paste into your it. own site. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, I shall be sure to check that out in the next couple of days and Good man. update our station's website with, with that. <laughs> great. Um, that would be great. You, you mentioned the talking newspaper. Yeah, um, and so you you produce a special version of the audio magazine for them? No, no, we don't actually. I mean, we have a long, a very long association with with uh, talking newspapers for for very obvious reasons. Um, but what we do, some of them will copy the whole of the magazine. What we'll, it's not a special version um, because we've said we only really want there to be one magazine. Mm. But the majority of local talking newspapers and just to repeat there are over 500 of these of these voluntary groups up and down the country some huge some very small um a few of them a fair well a fair few actually copy the whole of the soundings magazine and their medium in the main at the moment is still cassette though they are looking and some are using other formats including audio cd and even mp3 discs um right. and looking at memory sticks and various other ways of getting compressed audio to, to listeners you know um so they copy the whole magazine mainly on cassette so on this support page you will find we also provide a a kind of two 30 minute files or you know 28 minutes for for the a and b sides of the cassette so they can just download them 
make a master cassette and then high-speed copy the tapes, which is the way that they work. Mm. Um, clearly, that's, that's not relevant to hospital radio, who, wants, uh, who will want a conti- continuous program. Uh, you can just download that from the magazine page. So um, it's not a separate version for talking newspapers. And they, too, because a lot of them, we call them talking newspapers, which is what they are, but a lot of them have also got associated talking, magazine, talking magazines. So um, and they produce local information. They even produce some of their own interviews. Those are some which we hope to reflect on the Soundings Echo part of the website. We've already got one up there at the moment, I think, or a couple. And the magazines will incorporate our own, you know, our Soundings items. So um, there's kind of double lot of sharing. We share from them, they share from us. Um, So the magazines want the individual items uh, and some talking newspapers, which tend to be the the local paper um, or... Uh, a kind of summary of what's been in the local paper because obviously it would take a long time to read through the whole thing. Uh, that's that's the core of what they do, but they also produce their own material, which is which is good, which is good. And and incidentally, and as a little aside, um, I know from my past involvement with the hospital radio awards that occasionally you see the odd name of a person who comes up, you know, who put in a, an entry for the hospital radio awards and some usually some really sort of top-class location recording stuff. And then you think, hang on, that name rings a bell, and it's because they were also involved, or are also involved with a local talking newspaper. So um, there's a little bit of, a fair amount of cross-pollination between the two organisations. For sure, yeah. I, and I, I really think that, you know, hospital radio stations need to kind of get and, and sort of embrace talking newspapers because um, there is such a, a crossover. Well, uh, there is, yeah. And, and, and I mean, locally... You know, the, you're quite often you've got very similar footprints uh, in terms of audience, um, and uh, especially if you're, you know, if you're actually transmitting outside the hospital, you probably find there's a, there's a, there's a lot of uh, commonality there. Yeah. So I know that you've got plenty of stories to tell about your time involved with uh, visually impaired people. Would you care to share some? Oh well, wow, yes. Where do I start? Um, I, I think the starting point for me is that that I have learnt, uh, as I've said before, and I don't want to sort of you know over, overstate this, but that a visually impaired person is like anyone else. Uh, as as they as you know, they've often said to me in a joke. They sort of said, you know, it's only my eyes that don't work, and that just sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Um, I mean, for a start, you know, when we, we, I think we've got to understand what blindness is. Uh, only about 4% of people are totally blind, but they still become technically, they're registered as, as blind if they choose to be registered, which means they have a certain degree of sight loss. And then if that degree of sli- uh, sight loss is slightly less, they become technically partially sighted. So if I tell you that, I, that you know, I, I know a, a blind man who has sailed single-handed across the Southern Ocean, and has flown a plane. In fact, I think he might be flying it at the moment around the world. Um, and the, the people who've walked up mountains and done, well, just done, you name it, skydived, hang glided, you name it, they've done it. There is no difference. It, it's a mindset thing. And there are sighted people who say, oh, I could never do that. And there are blind and partially sighted people who said, I could never do that. But there are, you know, that there is no difference. That the people will will try will try just about anything. And and I, the other thing I think I'd I'd say is the sense of humour. Um, there are things I wish I won't repeat now. I, I think we quite rightly in this PC age we probably get a little too oversensitive about things. 
and, and I would never, ever um, make light of the fact that someone has a visual impairment. But it is quite awe-inspiring to hear someone who has a visual impairment um, getting on with their life, and actually they don't laugh at it at all, but they also don't let it get them down. And the, the sort of onward and upward um, mentality is, is, is very, very, very funny. I, I remember I was at, as a, at a conference once, uh, an exhibition, and I, I came back to my hotel in, in the evening, and uh, there was a, a blind man uh, who was leading another blind man, and the, there was a guide dog in there somewhere as well. I can't remember where. And uh, I just, as one does, I just said, uh, I think they were looking for the bar, which uh, I think I was probably about to look for as well. So I said, Are you okay? And they were sort of wandering around reception, and it didn't seem to be necessarily going in the right direction. So I said, uh, do you want a hand, you know? And they said, no, no, don't worry. Just a case of the blind leading the blind. <laughs> and, uh, and, and this is just everywhere. The, 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 the um, never-say-die attitude, the things that people get up to, the hobbies. I mean, when, when we do these interviews, you know, we talk about, we interview people who play football, who um, I went to a game of blind cricket uh, and got some great sounds, actually. They use a cricket ball, um, but not, I mean, it's like, it's like a small football. Right. And it's got bells inside it. Okay. So you can actually hear, and, and they shout, there are, there are verbal signals, that, so you know when the ball's coming at Being you. launched, yeah. Yeah, and of course for, the fi- for fielding purposes, and, and let's just spin back a while and remember that you're only talking about, you know, 96% of, quotes visually impaired people have some sort of sight. They can't see the peripheral vision, maybe, or maybe they can't see the middle bit of the of, of vision, but they can only see round, round the edges. Mm. So th- this ball that makes a noise gives them audible warning about where the ball is. And when you're fielding, you've got to be able to react to that quite quickly. As I say, I think I, I hope that out of what we do on soundings, there's some way that we can kind of reflect that. Because we talk to people, it is an interview-based um, program format, if you like. And therefore, we get to hear the voices. We get to hear the attitudes. We get to hear what people are actually doing. And so, um, you know, there's just some some great things great people it's 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 been great fun it is it continues to be great fun um just and uh, just inspirational really isn't it by the sounds of it yeah yeah i i mean it is it, it, it you know without again wanting to sound condescending really to, yeah. because the, it, it's just it, it, some people have been uh, born with uh, impaired vision some people and some some dunstoners for example and now if you want inspiration uh St Dunstan's, and for those who don't know, that's a, a national charity that is for ex-service men and women who've been blinded in war, and there are some Falklands veterans there. There are still some World War veterans that St Dunstan's look after, and they look after their families as well. Um, and in fact, the history of one of our first sort of group of audiences for, for Soundings back in 1989 came from St Dunstan's. And it, uh, I went and did an archery competition with them, um, and and we aren't we're not talking about arrows with rubber no, no. stickers on the end. We're talking about <laughs> arrows, you know. And they they are good. They are very good. And and the lads from from the uh, armed forces come down and 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 take them on. And I think they sort of lose half the time and they win half the time. It's kind of even even Stevens. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's a lot of inspiration, but it's it's not. I don't think it's a. It certainly isn't a case of, uh, of saying. Oh, aren't they wonderful? Because, no, no, it is. No, no, which I know you weren't, but I'm just saying it's it. 
it is um, it's just great and uh, it's, it's great to be a part of it and, and if we can reflect any of that in what soundings does then so much the better I certainly hope that many stations listening who who don't take soundings will certainly check out the website and certainly either if you know they're, they're bound to have an hour to spare where they can stick the audio magazine into their playout system perhaps or uh, just uh, you know if they're missing a presenter one night have it as a backup sort of program that's right yes just, why not just why to not? be able to grab down so uh, yes do check it out soundings.org and uh, Roland, thank you very much for your time. That you're very welcome. And could I just very hastily just remind people that we're looking for contributions as well. Let's let's hear from stations, whatever program material you've got. We'd, we'd love to hear it, love to put it on the website. And then we'll get that not only on other stations, but also on the uh, used, hopefully, throughout the, the Talking Newspaper um, set up as well, which, which would be great. So thank you very much, Matthew. That's you're welcome. Uh, it's, it sounds like fantastic uh, charity work doing, and uh, makes some fantastic audio. So uh, uh, yeah, it's all just good fun, really. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Roland. Cheers. And my thanks to Roland Myers for that interview. And uh, do check out soundings.org and especially the Echo part of it and the audio magazine as well. And uh, well worth it. So www.soundings.org. And uh, thank you again, Roland, for your time. If you'd like to comment on anything on the podcast by going to the website www.onairpodcast.co.uk and at the bottom of each show episode you can click on the word comments and you can call me on 0207 870 or you can email me which is exactly what John Andrews did and uh, John emailed me on onairpodcast at gmail.com and uh, just said, Hi, come across the podcast on the net. What a great idea. I'm with Hospital Radio Way at St Peter's Hospital in Chertsey in Surrey and just thought I'd drop you an email and say hi. So uh, thank you, John Andrews. You can uh, find out more about Hospital Radio Way at radioway.co.uk. Also had uh, an email from a uh, member at Hospital Radio Chelmsford who is going off to the Edinburgh Festival and uh, he's looking to get hold of uh, some interviews which we're going to share on the podcast. Just need to uh, organise a few press bits and pieces and I've been uh, on the email with Mike Skinner and uh, Mike's passed on my request on to Nigel, uh, the secretary of the HBA, so hopefully we can get a letter on the way and uh, we can get him a press pass to do some interviews which we'll share around via this podcast. Other ways you can get hold of me, you can get hold of me on Skype. My Skype ID is mattwade01, M-A-T-T-W-A-D-E-0-1. Or you can instant message me, I'm at wadem01 at hotmail.co.uk. So that's it from the podcast, and leave you with a bit of music. Feel free just to uh, finish a podcast here if you're not into the music. Uh, but this one, uh, rather appropriate, and it's called Hate the Rain. Yeah, you wouldn't think it's July, would you? And this is Bob Kirkpatrick. He's from uh, Dorset. You can find out more about him at the Podsafe Music Network, which is at music.podshow.com. Just do a search for Bob Kirkpatrick, or the link will be in the show notes at the website, onairpodcast.co.uk. Take care of yourself. Love to hear from you. Uh, If you'd like to be interviewed on the show, then uh, just get in touch. And I'll see you in a fortnight's time. Taking a trip to California You tell me that the sky is clear and blue They say things there seldom change And I admit I like the sound of that too See, I hate the rain 
Oh, I hate the rain, don't you? Yes, I hate the rain. Oh, I hate the rain, don't you? Bordering on Mexico, beggars on the street, both night and day. From the wealth of California, a Tijuana seems a million miles away. Oh, I hate the rain, I hate the rain, don't you? Yes, I hate the rain, I hate the rain, don't you? Hey, I'm a running away from weather, oh, whether I'm a running away from you. Cause if I'm running away at all There's no better thing to do When you hate the rain And I hate the rain Don't you? Yes, I hate the rain Oh, I hate the rain Don't you? Settling down in our Bernardo Spanish white walled villas looking new Not far north of San Diego Doesn't it sound the ideal thing to do When you hate the rain Oh I hate the rain Don't you Yes I hate the rain I hate the rain So I'll take a trip to California You tell me that the sky is clear and blue Not far north of San Diego Doesn't it sound the ideal thing to do When you hate the rain And I hate the rain Don't you Yes, I hate the rain Oh, I hate the rain I hate the rain Oh, I hate the rain Don't you? listening to the On Air Podcast. Check out the show notes and any scripts needed by visiting the website at onairpodcast.co.uk. You can email the show with comments, audio, or items for the next edition via onairpodcast at gmail.com. The show's imaging is supplied by DivaWeb, online at divaweb.co.uk.